Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being You with me, Rachel Wortman. You guys, this podcast is all about learning to be who God created you to be, embracing that person, and ultimately living your best life with Jesus. We've got a lot of great content today, so let's get to it in The Art of Being You. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Being You. I am so glad that you're here today. Quick announcement update for you guys. We are so, so close to my new book coming out. I know we talked about that a bunch in December and um, it got delayed a little bit. We are waiting for some final endorsements um, to be put onto into the book and then it will be uh, live for pre-order and then coming soon a little bit after that. So I wanted to let you guys know that we have made a, <laughs> an interesting decision with the book and um, you guys are some of the first people to hear this information actually. And so the book is going to be available exclusively only on my website for the first few months that it's out. And we are going to be providing free shipping for all of you Prime members on Amazon who are like me and just don't ever want to pay for shipping on anything. Um, When you buy through my website, the shipping is included in the price. And so, um, you know, you don't have to worry about that. Um, but yeah, we, we decided to do that for a couple of reasons. A lot of it has to do with just book launch strategy kind of stuff. Um, but I am so excited for you guys to get your hands on goodness culture, recovering the essence of Eden. This book has felt like it felt like a baby I've been carrying for like two years. You know, uh, it's the culmination of the last several years of, of my journey and pastoring and some of the things that we've been doing that have been really, uh, successful and helpful to people. And I'm just so excited for you guys to, uh, to get your hands on it. So it's coming soon ish. It's still coming soon. I know it feels like a movie trailer, like a Marvel, you know, next year at this time, but hopefully in the next month or so you'll have purchase order information out there. And then I'm also going to be recording one of the chapters, uh, available on this podcast for free to listen to so you can get a taste for the book. So I'm pumped about that. Um, so today I want to talk to you guys about a topic that's really near and dear to my heart. Actually, this is something that I think about regularly and I, I'm really excited to kind of throw a million questions at you. And this is a topic that we've actually talked about on the podcast before, but it has been a while and uh, with all good things, sometimes they're helpful to revisit. So I want to talk today about who you are becoming. Last week we talked about um, self-sabotage and I kind of ended that episode talking about you know goals and the idea behind goals being um, who you're becoming and we've talked about that quite a bit this year. And today I wanted to just kind of explore a couple of, of self-reflecting questions for you, kind of to take a pause as we've we've rounded fully into 2022 at this point if you're listening in, in real time. And I think sometimes it's good to take a spiritual inventory of our heart from time to time. So some people sort of fundamentally or theologically believe that um, introspection is not helpful, that, you know, it, it's not something that God likes. Um, and I I understand the thinking if you're following that camp, I understand that. Um, but the way that I view introspection is really a conversation with Jesus who is living in the hidden places of my heart. And it's really about Jesus revealing things, not necessarily about me trying to pick out things that... Um, 
that I feel like I need to work on. Although some of that does happen, but my goal is that it's always guided by the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we look at the Bible and we see scriptures like in Psalms where David is saying to the Lord, search my heart and know me, see if there's anything offensive in me. And um, we, we get that sort of sentiment echoed in other places of scripture as well. Sort of this idea that God, I'm giving you permission to speak into my life. So I want to say something that you know, might feel a little bit um, out of context or uh, <laughs> maybe not the best way to articulate it, but this is how I want to I want to phrase it to you guys. That who you are becoming in a lot of ways is more important than who you actually are. And I'm not talking about the fundamental truths of your identity. I'm not talking about you are a beloved son or daughter of God. You, you are accepted by the Lord. You are invited into receiving the grace of God. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, the practices of your life, who you are becoming and the trajectory or the direction that you're moving in is more important than what you're currently doing right now. Because again, I said this last week, but we're going from glory to glory to glory. We're on this ever moving thing. The kingdom of God is always moving and expanding and advancing, right? Not necessarily moving as in it's in like meaning it's elusive, but moving in the sense that it's expanding. It is advancing at all times and we really should be keeping pace with it. So I have a couple of questions to ask you uh, that I've been asking myself lately, and I think that they're dangerous questions to ask because the answer may both surprise and excite you, uh, and, and it might also frighten you. I don't know. But the first question I want to pose to you in this topic, in this context, is who are you becoming because of the pandemic? Like, like, who are you becoming because of the pandemic? I think it's important for us to stop and acknowledge for a moment that what we've been going through globally is difficult. I know that's an understatement of, of the world, understatement of the century, right? But it's difficult on a number of, of, of sides. And so who are you becoming because of the pandemic? What is the pandemic causing you to, to do differently in your life that it might not have caused you to do before? And that can be both positive and negative. And I would say that the second question sort of relates to that, which is who are you becoming because of the political climate that we've been in the last few years? I think we're at a, a turning point as a nation on a, on a number of uh, fronts, you know, even just, you know, taking the spiritual component to the side, which I know you can't really ever divide the spiritual component from from the life component. But a friend of mine was talking to me recently about just the the geopolitical climate. If you listen to people who who track this kind of stuff, and there's 50-year cycles that America goes through, and there's 80-year cycles that America goes through. And at the end of those terms, there's always a lot of upheaval in and civil unrest in America, as I think a good way to look at that is the nation is catching up to the changes that have happened over those 50 years, right? And, uh, and so there's always a lot of shaking and, and you know, you know, sort of resettling that happens. Well, in this decade right now that we're in, one of those 50-year cycles and one of the 80-year cycles are going to conclude at the same time, which just means that there's a lot of unrest happening. And I'm not even talking about I'm just saying from a purely, you know, political standpoint, there's just a lot that's changing. And then when we add in the spiritual component and the pandemic and all of that, what we're seeing is a lot of shifting and shaking in America is 
is resettling, but it's not been settled yet. It's like if you mix up a bottle of balsamic vinaigrette or something like that, you know, eventually when all the shaking is over, it will divide out between what's the oil and the vinegar. But right now it is a beautiful dressing. It's well, it's not so beautiful, but you know what I mean? It's all mixed together. So who are you becoming because of the political climate? You know, for those that are Republicans, that's a different question than for those that are Democrats or independents. And so, yeah, that, that's a question that we need to be asking ourselves. And the third question in this regard is this. Who are you becoming because of your faith? Who are you becoming because of your faith? And I, I mean by that, like, because of where your faith is today. For those that have been on a journey that has felt very disappointing or maybe very pruning or uh, very difficult. Who are you becoming because of that? I I think it would be a huge benefit to you to take some time to write these questions down and and spend a little time reflecting on them with Jesus, trying to sort of get a, a, you know, a feel for the pulse that's going on within you. Because if you are answering these questions in purely negative ways, meaning, you know, the pandemic is making you fearful, the pandemic is making you um, angry. The political climate is making you concerned and worried. Your faith is making you disappointed, whatever. Then you can see that who you're becoming is probably not the person that you're wanting to become. All these things really do add in and they do make a difference. I wish in different times of my life I would have had the guts to ask these questions Uh, There was a season of my life where uh, everything was going wrong. (laughs) I've had a couple of those seasons, but the worst one, everything was going wrong. And I just felt on every level disillusioned and frustrated. And I wish that I had the guts to ask myself, so who are you becoming right now? You know, if you don't stop this trajectory, who will you become? And is that the kind of person that you want to be? And I think when we get honest about that, well, some other thoughts begin to come in and those thoughts need to be welcomed. So what do you do once you've done that? Well, of course, you're going to ask yourself, who do you want to become? Who do you want to become? And I would say to you that probably for a lot of us, who we thought we wanted to become in 2018, maybe 2019, is probably not who we still want to become. All the changes that we've been through, all the difficulty that we've been through, I'm just going to go on a limb and and guess that the picture of your perfect self or whatever the case may be uh, has changed a little bit, you know, and that's okay. But I think it's good to actually think about who do you want to become? I'll give you an example. Um, I, in light of all these other answers, I have been teetering between becoming a little bit more of a cynical person and on the flip side, becoming a much more grace-filled person. It's been a bit of a war inside of myself because some things will happen culturally, politically, et cetera, and I'll just feel, I'm just baffled. I'm just so baffled, <laughs> disappointed with certain church leaders, you know, and, and their opinions on these kinds of things and just oh, so many, so many things I could bring up examples in this. And when I ask myself, who do you want to become? The answer for me is I want to become like Jesus. And what I mean by that is that I'm filled with grace and mercy, that it's just overflowing, right? That I'm not having to choose to discipline myself to respond that way. 
but it's just who I am. So let me be like super candid. At the time of recording this, I was having a week where there was a lot of things going on and a lot of hard conversations. And although I am a bold person, I don't like to share my bold opinion with most people. I usually keep that to like a very small sphere of about three people in my life. And so when I am um, interacting with other people and I'm, I'm needing to bring a bold opinion, it's, it's a huge step for me because I feel like I need to filter it through, you know, four or five different lenses so that it comes across the way I want it to be heard, right? Because I'm the kind of person where I have a lot of self-control. I have a lot of self-awareness. And so I want to be effective at what I do. I don't just want to do it because it feels good. Does this make sense? So what I'm saying is if I'm, if I'm managing someone or if I'm, you know, giving input to somebody or whatever, if I'm discipling somebody, I want what I say to actually be something something that can benefit them not just for the sake of me hearing my own opinion about it. Well, that's that's part in my opinion that's part of maturity, right? Where it's less about how I feel about saying it and more about how it's heard because the end goal is we want the change that we want, not the feeling that we said, you know, whatever the heck we want to say. And after about 6 of these conversations in a 1 week time frame, I found myself just exhausted. Just totally exhausted not really sick, but just tired. And I was asking the Lord, what is happening to me? Why do I feel this way? I am a super extrovert, guys. I can be in conversations all day long. And if they're about things I want to talk about, it just energizes me. I'm like the energizer bunny. And God just began to show me, he said, you're working overtime to present the information in a way you know, that you want it to be heard. And that's why it's so draining. And I thought about it and I'm like, yes, that's exactly true, right? That, that's true. It's draining because my, my eyes are fixated on the end goal and I have to be hyper aware of the process to get to that goal so that I can be effective in what I'm doing. But who I'm becoming is the kind of person that doesn't need that much thought. Does that make sense? And so what that means is that I have to learn to, to change in the ways that, um, that benefit that part of my life. I have to become that kind of person and that process of becoming is quite frankly exhausting sometimes. Who do you want to become? Is the person that you thought you wanted to become still who you actually want to become? And my final question for you today is what needs to change so that you can become that person? What needs to change? So that you can become that person because the process of becoming is a process of letting go, right? It's a process of adopting new ways of doing things. It's a process of trimming things that weren't helpful. It is tiresome sometimes, but it's a change that's absolutely worth it. So what needs to happen for you to make the changes to become the person that you do want to become? Now, you might be saying, I don't know. I don't know what changes I would need to make. Well, this is where you ask the Holy Spirit, right? This is where you sit down and, and in your journal, you, you ask God to help you. Lord, I want to become a more grace-filled person. I want to become a faith-filled person, Lord. All I see is just gloom and doom on the political climate, on the the uh, you know pandemic front, on the vaccine front, on the church front. All I feel is just, ah, this is so frustrating. And I don't want to be a person that's filled with frustration. I want to be a person that's filled with faith. So God, what can I do differently, right? 
And I would suspect he's going to say you need to come out of agreement with some things, maybe even turn off the news sometimes, you know, this kind of thing, so that your focus can be on what the Lord is trying to do and not on how the enemy wants to distract you. Maybe as a mother right now or a father, your goal is to become more patient towards your kids, right? Well, what needs to change so that you can do that? Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's adding in specific times every day to pray for your kids and really feel like you're connecting with God's heart for their life. Maybe it's in your marriage. I don't know. But I know that God has instructions and help and perspective for you if you will humble yourself to ask him for it. So uh, let me just recap real quick. Who is it that you are becoming in 2022? Who are you becoming? Who do you want to become? Who are you becoming because of the pandemic? Who are you becoming because of the political climate? And who are you becoming because of where you are with your journey with Jesus? And then again, who are you wanting to become and what needs to change so that you can become that person? I want to say to you that I don't think it's possible that we think about these questions every single week, right? Because um, it takes time to change. Sometimes it takes weeks and months to actually adopt a change. But I think when we check in with this at least twice a year, what we do is we create this rhythm where we recognize we're setting our eyes on a, a purposeful direction with Jesus, and then we're doing what it takes to partner with him to make that happen. See, we don't strive to get God's attention. We don't we don't pick a faith-filled person as who we want to become so that we can get God to love us more and give us more stuff. That's not the way the kingdom works, right? We lean into the grace that he's already giving you. We lean into the, the the presence of the Holy Spirit that's already at work in your life. And we learn to stop coming into agreement with the thoughts of the world and the weight of the world, right? And the feelings of fear and frustration. And we learn to come into agreement with him, with his joy, with his peace, with his freedom. I don't know about you. But that's the way we're going to make it through all that we're going through, right? We're going to become heaven's radicals. We're going to become sold out for Jesus where his voice is all that matters. So who are you becoming? And is that person somebody you want to be? Until next time, be blessed. So you've just listened to The Art of Being You with Rachel Wartman. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast. And listen, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and rate or review this podcast on wherever you're listening from. Also, share it with a friend. Help me get the word out. Until next time, be blessed.